I really, really want to talk about your journey because you have probably one of the most epic journeys in the cigar industry. There's a story inside every smoke shop with every cigar and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Boveda. This is Box Press. Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Rob Gagne with Boveda. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I am actually in Honduras right now with Oscar Valadares. Oscar, thanks for joining me and welcoming me into your shop. Thank you so much. I butcher the name of the capital here that we're in. Is it? Go ahead, Oscar. Where are we at? Uh, Tegucigalpa. Tegucigalpa. Yeah, you got it. That's the capital of Honduras. We're in the tobacco and company. Mm -hmm. So this is your shop Mm -hmm. that your brother helps you run. Yeah. And there's members here that you might be able to hear in the background, but we are enjoying the fine luxuries of, what are we smoking right now, Oscar? The, uh, the Oscar, right? The Oscar Habano and uh, Corona size. This is my favorite cigar that you make. It's my number one go-to cigar. Ever since you gave me one of these, it has that sweetness that I like. And I immediately like, this is my go-to. I got to have a bundle of these at all times. Elvera always hooks me up with some uh, out of the office and we make sure we keep the Boveda crowd happy. Great. So appreciate it. You like it. Yeah. I love this cigar. Well, I really, really want to talk about your journey because you have probably one of the most epic journeys in the cigar industry. Now, everyone can probably say that about themselves, but I love your story going from bus driver uh-huh. to cigar maker in like the span of like 20 years. And that story that's there is so interesting. And really where we're at now isn't where you started. Is this your, is this your hometown? Yeah. I'm born here in the capital city in uh, Tegucigalpa. Uh, and I moved to Danley like uh, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, you moved to Danley, which mm-hmm. is where the operation is now. Mm-hmm. What yeah. brought you to Dan Lee in the first place? Why did you say, I'm going to leave the capital and I'm going to Dan Lee? You know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's part of the history. Uh, I am here in Tegucigalpa, study in the university for a tourism. And uh, I working for a tourist company at that time. And um, I made Rocky, Rocky Patel in uh, that year. And, um, you know, my job, and that company is uh, stay in the office and uh, making reservations of hotels, you know, uh, resorts, rent cars. So I pick the phone and, you know, uh, making that, that reservations. Is that basically like a travel agent? Yes. You were like helping people. Was it mainly your clients from here or clients from other countries For another coming countries. in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, one day I am in the office and... Um, <clears throat> It's, you know, the company have drivers, so you can rent a car with driver or no driver. So, you know, it's a, somebody called the office, I need a guy, you know, driving the, the bus for four people. And uh, I pick it up the guys in the airport. And uh, the four guys is uh, Rocky Patel, Nimish, cousin of Rocky, Eric Espinosa, and another guy in the cigar business. Ooh, four big hitters right there. <laughs> yeah. You got a car full of cigar makers and yeah. influencers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what kind of day was it? Was it a sunny day, warm day? Was it Man, just the typical? Man, it's a beautiful day. He's staying for five days in the capital city. So basically, you know, this guy wants somebody knows uh, restaurants, bars, casinos, you know. And, um, and you're the guy. I am knows the guy. All that. Yeah. So you're like their host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what were they having you do? What was kind of like the first thing that Rocky Patel asked you to do? You know, at that time, I don't have any idea who is Rocky, if sure. I'm honest with you. Right. Because, you know, here is uh, Honduras. Is, now it's more people smoking cigars, more people, you know, more culture about cigars. But in that time, I didn't smoke cigars. And, you know, when I picked up the guys in the airport and I started smoking cigars in the bus, I am like... You know, what happened? This guy is smoking a cigar, you know? And uh, that is my first first experience, you know? And uh, smell good, you know, and I go to the hotel, and that's the first experience, you know, like, see a cigar. So Rocky and Eric Nimish, mm-hmm. or 
Who's on the car again? It's another guy. I think he owns a big company of cigars. He already sold right now, but okay. this is another big guy. So four guys get in your car. Mm-hmm. They light up cigars. Mm-hmm. Where do they ask you to take them? Uh, you know, first to the hotel. Later is a uh, good restaurants here in the capital city. And then a casinos, you know, and a party. Okay, so they were they were out on the town ready to party, mm-hmm. understand the the lay of the land where they were at? Yeah. Did they invite you to the dinner or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, actually, Rocky... Uh, Tell me about that first dinner then. Yeah, like, the that's first That's got to be time, interesting. You don't know these guys. Good. the first time, you know, I pick it up, the guys, bring to the hotel. That's like uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and Rocky say, man, I want to take a little bit break. And I want, you know, like seafood restaurant. And uh, you can, you know, go in with us like 7 p.m. So I bring the guys to the restaurant and Rocky say, hey, come on, go have a dinner with us. And uh, later, you know, go to the casino and later go into the club and finish the party 5 a.m. in the morning. That day is the first day I smoke a cigar and start drinking in the bar. And I drive in the bus back to the hotel 5 a.m. in the morning. 5 a.m. in the morning, and yeah. how did your first cigar experience go? Like, tell me the who uh, handed it to you, who got you to smoke You know, it. Rocky gave me a cigar, and I'm like, you know, uh, it's totally different experience for me. But I drink it with uh, scotch at that time, and, uh, you know, the, the flavor, you know, it's, it's total. Uh, it's something new for me, you know? Sure. So you take a sip of scotch, and later, you know, smoking a cigar, and explain to me, you don't need, you know, inhale the, the, the cigar. So you stay in your mouth and later, you know, get out and you have all flavors and you can smoke and, you know, for, pass for your nose. Yep. So you have all peppers and flavors and all that kind of stuff. And I really like it. You know, it's like, wow, it's a different experience. Sure. Yeah. So Rocky handed you the cigar. Mm-hmm. You take it. Did he teach you how to light it or anything like that? Did he give you any notes? No, I, he, the guy have a cutter and lighter. So, you know, cutter the cigar and put lighter and, you know, start to smoke it. And you just, you immediately were like, okay, I, mm-hmm. can, I can get behind this. Yeah. Nice. So that's the first experience. So after that, mm-hmm. they, you guys end the night at 5 a.m. What's the next day look like? Are you guys back at it bright and early? <laughs> So it's a big head over next day. Ah. But I pick it up, the guys, like 12 for lunch, and then come back to the hotel, relax, and the night, another party. So, you know, later, you know, it's more friendly, you know, more party like this is for four days. And that's in, uh, I think, September. And then uh, Rocky tell me, you know, he's uh, bring groups from the United States to Dan Lee, Honduras. And... Um, I say, okay, you know, I can help into you in that. Because I like that, you know, that, that party and the smoking cigars and all the stuff. So by February, I drive in the bus. But honest with you, I never drive in a bus before. You've so, never driven a bus before? No, because that bus is big. Man, it's like uh, 25 people. You can fix 25 to 30 people in the bus. Wow. And uh, I don't want to stay at the office, man. And my boss told me, hey, you can drive a bus? I say, yeah, sure. You know, it's <laughs> you not the problem. Yeah. Go with it. I say, I can drive a small car. I can drive, you know, a big car. Uh, so I start, you know, go to the airport and then driving to Dangli, Honduras. It's like one hour, 30 minutes from Tegucigalpa. And Rocky have like house, big house for the groups and a pool and everything, you know. And um, that time is the service is from the company I work, like tourist company. Sure. So you're not working for Rocky at this point. You no. are just literally being the liaison and the mm-hmm. hired company that he's like, I need guys from the airport to my factory. Yeah. Or my house. Yeah, that's it. Then it started, you know, the first day is go to the house, relaxing, you know, have a barbecue and drinking and smoking a cigar. And are you participating just with the uh, clients as well? Are you there or you, you know, just actually, drop them off and leave? Actually, yeah, because, you know, Rocky is, is, is very friendly. You know, Rocky say, hey, come on, come to the table, you know, and take a cigar and, you know, start listening and, you know, listen what the people say and, and, and you know, listen about the, the cigar sculpture, you know. Yeah. Uh, listen, you know, oh, I like strong, I like medium, I like this, you know. I listen to everybody, you know, what he say and... Uh, you know, I start smoking like more light cigar, you know, like Connecticut and like, uh, 
later, you know, my palate changed a little bit and uh, a little bit more strong, I'm more strong, and I changed my palate for more strong cigar. Uh, I think I stayed like uh, three years like that, seven months a year for Rocky, because Rocky bring groups uh, February, uh, February, March, April, and May, four months. And later he bring like September, October, and November, so it's seven months a year. So, you know, I bring the groups and uh, working and helping in the, in the Rocky house. Like everything is fine, you know, water, drinks, the food is in time. So I helping in that, that way too. So Rocky looked to me like, you know, the guy don't need help, you know, here. But, you know, I helping everybody, you know, yeah. and I like it. And uh, my first experience when I moved to Dan Lee, it's like a small town. But when I start with the groups like cigar tours and I see the farm and I see you know fermentation of the cigar the tobacco and I see how making the boxes and I see how making the cigars and the too many people involved in this process and my impression is like wow man it's it's amazing you know this is this is art you know it's it takes too many lot. people yeah so uh, I start talking with the guys in charge of different uh, sections, like the farmer. So I talk to the farmer, uh, fermentation. I talk to the guy in charge of the fermentation, and I my too many questions I have in my, you know, in my mind. You're I'm learning, like, yeah. As you're going, and you have all these questions. Yeah, just too much, you know. And I learning and learning and asking this and this and this. So imagine I working nine years like that. So, in uh, every day you learning something, you yeah. know, for the tobacco. Right. And, and today I'm learning, you know. You're it's, still learning. Yeah, still learning. That's amazing. Yeah. So, when you first came to Dan Lee, describe the area that you were living in and how it was different than you living in the capital. Huh. You know, I live, uh, actually, when I work with Rocky, I living in the house. Rocky rent, you know, for, for, for the groups. Uh, so was that the first place you lived when you were in yeah. Dan Lee? Mm -hmm. That's the first place I lived, you know, with the groups. And um, it's totally different, you know. It's more like farm, you know, more relaxing, less traffic, you know. Um, I like fun. That's a little bit not too fun, but, you know, it's more relaxed. It's more, you know. More of country living? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it, what's the scenery like? Paint the picture of the scenery. Is it up in the mountains is it down in the valley kind of what's the house situation is there stuff around it so the house of rocky it's uh at the top of the hill it's around seven acres you know wow. it's no neighbors it's a better relaxed house no internet <laughs> bad reception of the cell and the cell phones uh you know no tvs just relax, enjoy a cigar at the top of the hill, beautiful weather, good food, good cigars, good drinks. So it's, it's good. So you're overlooking all the valleys and were there tobacco <coughs> fields where you could see them or was no. this just basically the house just the in house. a scenic mountain? Mm -hmm. And it's not the city. It's like 10 minutes before the city. Okay. So that's before Dan Lee? Mm-hmm. Before okay. Dan Lee. Got yeah. It. Yeah, that's the house. So it's a little more rural, a little more country living, mm -hmm. quiet, very quiet. Peaceful. Except for one fucking rooster. <laughs> Start seeing like 5 a.m. in the morning, but the rest is fine. So you're getting up at 5 a.m. whether you like it or not, because yeah. that rooster's uh -huh. going to crow. Yeah. So you're living in the capital, Tegus, and now the transition to Danley, and you're at this point. You're no longer working for the travel agency. Has Rocky decided to hire you, and have you decided to work for him? And is that why you're coming to Dan that, Lee? That's three years later. Okay, so you come to Dan Lee while working for the travel agency. Mm -hmm. And was that your whole plan is to just work for the travel agency? You know, in that time, uh, I, when I tell you in, in, the, in the story, it's like I am at the office. But when I take the first group to Dan Lee with Rocky, you know, and my, and I studied in the university for uh, 
master in, in tourism, my boss uh, gave me a job for like tour guide. So I travel in all Central America, including Mexico and Honduras, like tour guide. So my job in that time is like bring groups to, for example, a resort, sorry, in Guatemala, resort in El Salvador, another resort in Nicaragua with groups like 70 people, 80 people. So at that time, my job is enjoy it, you know, make a lot of people, you know, like medical brigades, uh, missionary people. So I traveling for whole country and all Central America, including Panama. And this is what you went to school for. Yeah. Or you're going to school mm -hmm. for. So you're setting out kind of on a career that you think, exactly. this is my job, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And you're still working out of the capital mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, I make too many people with different ideas, different cultures, you know, different business people, study people, uh, people helping another people. So it, that experience is amazing, you know, it's like people from Italy, Germany, Spain, people from Mexico, people from the United States, local people, you know, so I have, my, my picture is a lot, a lot of people. It's big. Yeah, it's big. It's big. You got a lot of things going on. Mm -hmm. So then, what pushed you to go to Dan Lee? When I work for Rocky, well, you know, it's, it's like Rocky tell me, hey, I, I, I know, you know, you're working really good. You know, I want you to work for me a full time. Because he just saw your experience. And every time he came here, he was using your travel agency to book it. Exactly. And you were always the guy he had taking yeah. his clients from the airport to Danley. Yeah. So it was about three years where you were still doing the travel agency thing and you were still Rocky's guy mm -hmm. to, to transport everyone. Mm -hmm. Then what was the conversation like with Rocky to be like, okay, I need you full time. What did that look like? How did he ask you and why did he ask you? You know, I don't know. But, you know, I'm very involved with the groups, you know, and, and talking and I... I am make sure the groups have a good time, you know, everything's in time, you know, all service. And uh, yeah, Rocky say, man, I, I want you helping to me more. So I want you working full time for me. And I say, okay, explain to me a little bit more because, okay, I drive the boss or what? So Rocky say, no, man, I want, you know, um, you helping the groups and you can start working in the packaging department and learning more. And my first answer is no. You said no right no. away. Why? Why did you say no? Uh, I have to res a lot of respect, you know, for this um, business. And I am like, okay, if I work in the quality control and you have more people, I know we know with more experience, people have 20 years, 40 years of experience. And I say, I want to stay only one place. And now I traveling for all Central America, Latin America. I, actually, I'm a tourist too, you know, learning a, a lot for different countries, different cultures. And I say no. Why? Because you didn't want to give up that freedom of traveling around? Yeah, yeah. So you wanted to keep kind of being a nomad traveling around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your family was still in the capital. In the capital. So you yeah. would always have a central spot. Mm-hmm. And now he's asking you to go to Dan Lee. I moved to Dan Lee. And you say no. I say no. Just because you don't want to give up what you kind of went to school for or what? No, it's just no. It's like, you know, at that time, you know, I was very young and I'm like, no, I want to travel more. I want to make more experience. I want to help in, you know, because when I travel in, I am with the missionary people, you know, making houses for the, for the, for the poor people. So I helping in that too, you know, it's too many emotions for me at that time. Uh, but... Um, Six months later, is my wife is pregnant. You know? So you didn't have any kids at this point? No. So you could kind of live this nomad lifestyle where mm -hmm. being able to be in different countries wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So now six months later, your wife has a kid. Yeah. You have your first boy or girl. And my, my girl is from uh, Dang Lee. Ah. So, you know, I say, okay, uh, I talk to Rocky again. And I say, okay, tell me a little bit more, you know, how is, is the job? So he said, you know, you can start with the groups seven months a year the rest of the year you're working in the quality control and the packaging department so I start working in the packaging department I moved to Dan Lee and uh, working there 
and uh, start learning, you know, uh, smoking more cigars, see how blending, how fermenting tobacco. But for three years, what I see, seven months a year is tobacco, 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 tobacco. And, uh, you know, talk to the people, have a lot of experience and learning. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's basic, you know, what, how I learning. Uh, but uh, no stop there. You know, I work in, in, the, in the packaging department, and like two years later, uh, I see Rocky in the magazines, you know, good reviews, a lot, of, a lot of different brands in the market. So I talk to Rocky and I say, Rocky, if you're making a good cigars, why are you not selling in Honduras the cigars? And he's like, Oscar, you know, the, the, the minimum salary in Honduras is, I don't know, you know, it's low. And, um, and uh, it, it, my cigar is like $8 to $10. So what is the market? And I say, give me the distribution and, and I can make it happen. So I drive in the bus for the groups. I work in the quality control. And then I opened my first company, distributing cigars in, in, in Honduras. Man, the first year, it's really, really bad. I lost money. Really? Why did you lose money? It's no cigar stores. So there's no cigar stores no, like we have in America? No, and, and, and then you have like souvenir stores selling cigars, but not have the good conditions. So it's dry, you know, people say, no, I don't want to smoke that cigar. It is dry. You know, the wrapper is cracky. So I lost one year. I lost money in one year. And then I say, something happened right here. You know, I, I, I need to fix this. And uh, I start making events. So I, I rent a big space, you know, and I bring like 50 people, everything free, drinks, food, and cigars. So my idea in that time is show the people how making the cigar, what is the different leaf, touching the leaf, uh, you know, smell the tobacco, see what's going on when you're making a cigar. It's not only a cigar and you fight it right now, you see the final product right now, but I want the people to see behind, you know, how many people, uh, how you blend in, a lot of stuff. So that helping to me because I bring the newspaper, magazine, so, you know, in that time, smoke cigar is like fashion, you know, everybody, oh, wow, you know, I see the guy in the news, I see the guy in the newspaper smoking a cigar, and then I'm making 80 small humidors, and I put three different cigars, one mild, one medium, and one strong, okay, and I put in the hotels, the best hotels, best restaurants, and the nightclubs. So the only problem I have in the restaurants, you know, I teach in the people, in the, in the restaurants, the people give the service to you, explain what is mild, what is medium, what is a strong cigar, you know, and I say, okay, some customer coming here and asking to you for a mild cigar, this is a mild cigar with Connecticut, blah, 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 I explain the blend. And later, Corojo is a medium body, and Maduro is a full body, so I explain. The problem is, Every two months, it's a new people in the restaurant. <laughs> so I need teaching again, you know, and, and again, and again. So I said, man, I don't can lose too much time like that. So in the back of the humidor, so I put S, is in, in Spanish, it's suave, so it's like mild. Uh, I put M, medium, and I put F. F is fuerte, so it's strong. So I put three small letters, and I said, now you're the best seller. So sure. you... Uh, Expert in cigars. People asking to you for mine is right here. Medium, right here. Strong is right here. Man, my sales that year increased like crazy. So you gave them a formula that they could easily relate to the customer on. Yeah. Because you have too much staff uh, turnover mm -hmm. that training them personally was being too, too time consuming. Yeah. And, and one specific area in Honduras is Roatan. It's in the Caribbean beautiful uh, island and uh, I put in the every resort, every hotel when Rocky see my numbers the end of the year he's like what are you doing man? 
I said, what happened? What happened? Something wrong? He said, no, you're selling a lot of cigars. You're selling more cigars than my distributor in all Latin America. Wow. Just I in Honduras. Just in Honduras. And, uh, and Rocky said, man, now you my distributor for all Latin America and the Caribbean. <laughs> I am like, okay, I take it. So I opened Mexico in that time, opened Guatemala, El Salvador, uh, Panama, uh, in the Caribbean, I have San Martin, Aruba, uh, Argentina, uh, Venezuela. So I opened a couple countries in that time. And I, I, I sell in I selling a lot of cigars. So just yeah. to go to clarify your when you say my girl, you meant your wife is from Dan Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so your family just moved with you here right away. Yeah. And were they staying at the Rockies house or were they staying at a different house? No, a different house. I ran okay. my own house. Gotcha. <laughs> so you kind of explained that you first off said no to Rocky right away to his initial offer. You came back because your wife was pregnant and you did want to move back to her hometown of Dan Lee. Mm-hmm. But you also hesitated on your experience in the cigar industry. So as soon as you started working for Rocky and with his people and in his factory, mm-hmm. how did you navigate not stepping on the coworkers' toes? You know, these people have years of experience. How did you navigate with them and, and kind of grow but not over-influence and, and come in with too much confidence? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I have a, a lot of respect for this industry, you know, uh, you know, it's many, many years. Um, but I have that, that, it's like passion, but I have this, I feeling I need have more information every time. So, because I know one, you know, go to the factory and reacting cigars, and the people tell me, why are you reacting, you know? I can show why. So, that's what I need, more information and more information. So, it's because I asking a lot of questions for the people on the farm and the fermentation and the, and the making cigars, you know, and I have a lot of great friends have all the experience. So, I try to have the whole information with me with everything. So when I work in the quality control, and if I, re- I react in cigars, because I am like rocky eyes, so I need to have the, the product correctly. In order to be in quality control, you obviously have to know what the cigar is supposed to taste like. Uh-huh. So you're coming in with a bunch of questions, you're talking to the people who have worked there and been mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and now you're tasked with the responsibility of saying, is this cigar going to pass exactly. or is it going to fail? Exactly. So you're either rejecting them or accepting them. Mm-hmm. And that's your first job with Rocky. Yeah. So that's intimidating. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. And did any of your coworkers get offended by your, your rejection or were you Oh, kinda, yeah, yeah, for sure, you know. And how would you navigate that with them? Would you say, you know, just we need to change this or that? Or did you have an idea of what to give advice to them? Or were you relying on them to do that? No, yeah, I, I, I reacting, you know, I said, no, that cigar is, you know, can put in the box, you know? Uh, that cigar is too bumpy or that cigar is this. So it's reacting and put a, a good cigar. It's, uh, you know, and, 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 some, and it's smoking a cigar. So it's smoking. So you need learning, you know, and, 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 and say, okay, this is bad because this. So that's my, my mentality. It's, okay, I can't react, reacting a cigar, but I want to tell you why. Okay, so you did have enough experience to say, like, I'm rejecting this cigar, but here's why. Mm-hmm. And then they would listen to you and say, okay. And yeah. they'd be able to correct it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think because you came into this with like a fresh perspective, you had no preconceived notions that you were able to really navigate all these different avenues that make a great cigar, thus made you qualified for quality control? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also I use, because I have a supervisor right now working in my factory but the guys, it's uh, people working for me, like, for example, I am the production floor. I have a supervisor checking cigars, right? But that supervisor is making cigars before. So it's start rolling and, and voucher cigars. And later I said, that guy is really good. So I stand up from the table. Now you're a supervisor. Why? Because 
I talk to my people, my supervisors, I say, man, I want you reacting cigar, but it's not only your job. Your real job is teaching the people why it's bad and teaching him how to make him better. So, for example, I have a guy making like buncha, right? And the cigar is bad. So I want my supervisor open the cigar with him and tell him that cigar is bad because this and this and you put the materials in that way it is not correct and I show you how you need to put the material in the cigar and he put the material in the cigar and later say that's how you need to make the cigar. So I don't want give me more problems and more headache. I want you fix the problem and teaching the people and that time the people making more money no reacting to many cigars, and everybody's happy. Right. You have happy cigar, happy people. Exactly. So, that's it. That's a good, good qualifier. Mm-hmm. So did did Rocky have to approve your position as quality control? Because I would assume that's a very important role at a cigar factory, and that's probably something that Rocky has a hand in, right? He's mm-hmm. trying to say, like, this is what I want the cigar to taste like. So did you spend a lot of time with Rocky? And did he train yeah. you to the point where, okay, now, what was kind of the pivotal point where he was like, okay, now you can do this. You got yeah, this. Yeah, but in, in that position I have is Rocky have another person too with a lot of experience. So I am very close to that person, you know? Okay, so Rocky's already kind of trained yeah. somebody mm-hmm. that he trusts in quality control. Yeah. You kind of worked underneath him. With, yeah, with an old person. And now yeah. both of you are helping with quality exactly. control. Exactly, yeah, okay. that's right. How many quality control people were at the factory? Wow, it's, it's a lot of quality control people in different departments. Oh. So, for example, in the packaging department, you have the guy, the boss for the packaging department, and also you have like seven supervisors, depending on the size of the factory, or depends how many cigars you, you know, you packaging, plus another people, like rocky people, you know, in the factory. And uh, I see the whole process, you know, when the cigar is coming naked, yep. if the cigar have the good humidity, the cigar have a good color because have the standard of the colors for you put 20 cigars in the box and look the same. So you have a standard of colors, you have a standard of quality and like construction, like it's not bumpy, you know, it's beautiful wrapper. Um, And then you need to check it out the labels. If the labels is correct size, you know, behind here and here. Um, The cello, (coughs) the whole information of the box. And later that cigar is ready for put in the boxes. But it was put in the boxes with the cellophane, you checking again. Every single cigar is not broken, you know. So it's a lot of quality control before put in the box and chipping. And did you do all of the quality control eventually through your time with nine years with Rocky? Did mm-hmm. you kind of just move throughout all the different quality control areas? Yeah, yeah I check it out with everything. So, you know, go in the morning, check it out where you package. <coughs> how many cigars you packaging, uh, how you put the labels, if the labels is right, uh, even, you know, uh, the boxes, the packaging, when put in the shipping, so everything. Amazing. So with the cigar distribution that you had and the success that you were seeing, Rocky now wants you to distribute all of South America. You set that up. Uh, what kind of fears did you have about growing that business? The more, it's no, no hard time, but it's something, not scary, because I don't have scary. You weren't scared? No, but it's a lot of people tell me, no, you know, can make it. Okay, so you had yeah. to beat the odds. Yeah, so the people tell me, no, you know, can make it, because, you know, uh, Latin America market is a tough market. Taxes is high, uh, you know, the culture of the people to smoking cigars is, is, is crazy. But if you, not tell, if you tell me, I know can make it, I can show you I can make it. So people tell me, no, you, you know, you're crazy. I say, I show you. And, and that give me the energy, you know, for, I say, I want to make it, man. I, if I'm making in Honduras, I can make it in every single country. So I use my model, you know, and like, okay, I'm going there. I'm making events. Uh, I show the people what is the cigars. And I can explain, you know, what is the leaf, seco, visos, ligeros, what blend is this, 
what origin, what characteristic of the cigar. And, 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 and I think that the energy pushing to me for that is when the people tell me I know can make it. So uh, I say, man, uh, I want to show you. Yeah. I see you later. You're Tell gonna, me again. You're going to dig your heels in and keep yeah. going. Mm-hmm. And you had good success with the training because essentially you're teaching the consumer mm-hmm. what to value. Yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. And you come with all the experience. So mm-hmm. they're learning from your passion and you're able to train them and say, this is a great cigar. Mm-hmm. And here's why. And, and, and you see Rocky, how accessible, you know, it's in that time and now too. And, and, and I am like, I can make it. You know, I... I I can sell in the cigars, and and and, and later, you know, it's, it's Rocky, you know, is selling in Latin America, but uh, Cuban cigar called me and say, hey, I want you take my distribution in Honduras. So now you got to sell Cuban cigars yeah, as well. Yeah, it's Cuban cigars, and I'm like, okay, I make it. So that's a great experience for me because before take the distribution, I travel into Cuba. Okay, I travel to Cuba. And I visit Pinal de Rio, but I say, I, you know, I, at that time I have a lot of experience with Rocky, like tour guy and the, and, the, and the tobacco and all the stuff. I say, I don't want to go to Cuba and take like normal tours, you know. I want to take a lot of time and I want to visit the farms. I want to talk to the farmer. I want to talk to the guy making cigar. So like personal. It's not like, oh, I pay for the tour and people show me, oh, this is a box, this is a cigar, this is, you know, that blend, blah, blah, blah. No. I, I want a feeling, you know, the guy, how making the cigar, why? And, and tell me, what is your experience? What do you think you can make him better? You know, that kind of questions. And one of the, my experience for the rest of my life is when I visit uh, Alejandro Robaina in Cuba. Man, that's a beautiful experience in my life because I visit him a Sunday. Just him and two of my friends. And he take almost six hours of his time. And I stay in his house in San Luis. San Luis is close to Pinal de Rio. And, you know, I know he's tired, you know, everybody visit him and all the stuff. And I'm going there and I say, Mr. Rowena, I'm here only for a smoke a cigar and talking. That's it. You know, uh, bring a bottle of rum, you know, couple shots and talking, you know, like relax. Nothing like, oh, like interview. Or, no. And uh, I start talking with him. And he showed me, because him in the backyard, he growing tobacco in his house. And uh, he showed me a lot of presents, you know, for different parts of the world. Uh, beautiful lighters, beautiful cutters, pictures. So, you know, in that way, it's, it's more like personal thing, you know. It's like I, I share my, my, my passion, I share to him what I like. And he showed me what he make, you know, and, and all this stuff. You're connecting. Yeah. And um, stay with him, smoking a cigar. I bring cigar, you know, from Rocky Factory, and he give me a cigar he make for him. And uh, later he says, Oscar, come on, I want to show you my, uh, my farm and my curing bands in my backyard. And uh, he walking slowly, you know, and he put his arm to me and start walking with him. And he showed me, you know, the, the tobacco, you know, this plant, the seed, you know, change the color and the curing bands. And uh, I say, Mr. Alejandro, and wh- how, how old are you when you smoked your first cigar? He said, Oscar, I have 11 years old when I smoked my first cigar. And he had like 85, 87 in that time. I don't remember exactly. And... Um, I say, are you happy what you make? He said, yeah, Oscar, I'm really happy. I live with the tobacco all my life. Tobacco is in my blood. It's, it's everywhere. I said, man, I respect you know, all, all what you tell me. And he said, come on, walking in the fields. So I'm walking in the fields. I walk with him. When I come back, he start 
touching the leaf like that, you know, and uh, small channels, so you, you have tobacco here, tobacco here, but in the middle you have like channels when you put the water. And he say, Oscar, what is your idea? Well, I say, no, I work in the cigar factory, but one day I want to have my own brand. I want to have my, my brand, you know, I want to make a cigar. And uh, he say, I want to tell you something and you need to remember, remember for the rest of your life. Tobacco have life. Tobacco can feel in. So every time you need to give love to the tobacco. So touching the tobacco when it's in the farm, when it's in the curing bands, touching the tobacco, when it's in fermenting, touching, smell, talk to the tobacco. The tobacco is too generous. If you give love to the tobacco, you have love back. In that time I am like, wow, you know, that's, that's real, you know, it's, if you making something with love, it's, you know, you really enjoy it, and, and, and that's amazing. When he tell me that, I'm like, wow. Sometimes I'm here in my farm, you know, and I talking with the leaf and, you know, all the stuff. My workers looking to me like, that guy is crazy, man. Why are you talking? <laughs> but um, I learning a lot on that trip. Uh, he showed me a lot of stuff and he shared histories, you know, how he started and all the stuff. So it's, it's a great experience for me. And I learning a lot in that trip. Okay, so 2012, Leaf and Bean by Oscar. What came next after that? I mean, how many years did it take for you to go and make another cigar? Uh, take four years. So 2016. Mm-hmm. And what was the cigar that you released? I released the Oscar. So what we're smoking now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and like every, every stop of my operation I learning, you know. So I learning how fermenting, I le- I learning how packaging, I learning how making cigar, I learning how blending cigar. And then I say, okay, now is the time for the factory to have their own brand. So technically the factory really didn't have a a, a <coughs> brand yet. What about the 2012? Was that that I making only in 2012 it's a limited edition and okay, I'm making so, 2012 boxes so what's on the market now wasn't in existence at Mm-mm, this time no. okay so really it was you made the 2012 you made the leaf and bean and now it's like okay how are we going to put Oscar Valadares cigars on the map mm-hmm. with their own blend that wasn't inspired by the shop and leaf and bean yeah and um, I'm learning a lot for every single step of my life if you use that energy, you know, for every single, you know, because I working in the packaging department, later, you know, cigar maker, later uh, fermenting, I say, I traveling for different part of the U.S. promoting the leaf, and I visit Texas. That's where I first met you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I visit Texas and all the stuff, and I see a good opportunity in Texas. You know, a lot of good stores, but a lot of manufacturers, or maybe, I don't know, 98, 99% of the manufacturers is in, in Florida. Sure, and, in Miami and, where yeah, a or, lot of the culture is. Yeah, and a couple guys in Pittsburgh. So I say, you know, I want to open my operation in Texas. So everybody's like, what kind of operation? I want to have my own distribution. So a lot of people tell me I'm crazy. Again. Again. Digging those <laughs> you know, heels can make it. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, I show you. So I open my, my distribution center in Houston. And my warehouse, it's uh, 900 square feet. And, uh, you know, that's uh, a risk for the company. Uh, move to Houston and start the, you know, have the own brand. So the own brand is uh, the Oscar, and I released in 2016 with no reps. No reps. No reps. I bring, uh, you know, Alvaro from Honduras to Houston, and another guy, Carlos, is Honduran too, and uh, in Houston. And I say, guys. Uh, a lot of people say no can make it, but now show the people can make it. 
So 2016 IPCPR, I present the product in IPCPR. Three sizes, box of 11 cigars, and say, start now. Ooh. So that's amazing because no samplers, and Alvaro can explain to you, you know, it's, it's a really hard time. Call the stores by phone and say, man, that's the Oscar. That's the cigar you need in the store. Believe me, that's a great cigar. A lot of people is like, I don't have samplers. So it's no samplers. No samples? No samplers. So they I, don't even know what the cigar tastes like, yeah. and yet they need to buy yeah. it from you and put it in the store? Yeah. So they, people like, are you crazy? You know, I, I don't put any cigar if I don't like it. You know, I like... And it sounds kind of crazy to yeah, do. Yeah, and put the phone like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So call another call, <clears throat> and another call. And a lot of guys, oh, you you the guy making the leaf by Oscar? I say, yeah. Okay. I say the guys, I don't need you buy three boxes, 30 boxes, 40 boxes. I don't need that. I need one box. You buy one box for us. That's the plan. Start with one. Yeah, one box. People try it. People like it, can buy it. If it's not, not. It's a total different experience. Why? Because it's a new market for me. I have the experience in uh, Latin America. But I have the energy, I have the feeling. I say I can make a good cigar, no scary. I can put next to the good cigars in the market. I am not disappointed. And so the people, knew. yeah, no disappointed. It's crazy, but this happened because I have the support, Byron, Hector, the old people in the factory have the same dream. Uh, you know, Alvaro, Carlos, the same dream, everybody in the same boat, and say, make this happen. It's no jokes. It's right. like, okay, I can make it. And I show you how to make it. And start like that, by phone, no samplers, people like, I, I don't want to put your cigar in my store because it's no samplers. Yeah. I said, don't worry, it's a good cigar. If you're not selling, say, I, I send it to you a Kotak, and you send it, send it to me the cigar back, no cost. Sure. And start like that, and open 249 accounts from 2016 by phone to December. Wow. Uh, Wait, December of what? 2016? When did you yeah, start? Yeah, 2016. What month uh, did you start in 2016? I started in July. In, in July. IPCPR. Okay, so after IPCPR, yeah. by December, you have 249 accounts. Yeah. So what happened there, it's a lot of people like, are you crazy? Somebody, you know, never answered the phone again. <laughs> Somebody like, are you crazy? I know where to put the cigar. Uh, a lot of people know. But... It's a cigar magazine testing that cigar. And I am in the top 25, number night cigar in the top 25. So they got exposure there. And then it's like a lot of people tell me, no, I don't want the cigar later. It's like, oh, I give a shot. Send ah. it to me, the cigar. And uh, a beautiful experience, and I tell you now, you know, is I'm not making this by myself. I tell right. with the whole team. Everybody have the same mentality. Everybody's aboard in the boat. And everybody's like, okay, make this happen. So everybody feeling the same energy, the same passion. Everybody living with the same dream. And say... Somebody can make it, I can make it. So everybody, you know, in the same boat. And uh, explosion. And, 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 you know, and, and I, I visit Germany in February. And I open a couple accounts in Germany. And I selling a couple cigars in different countries. By September 2017, I have nomination of the best Honduran brand in Germany. Wow. So I am the top five brands so for all European market so five cigars from Honduras is Rocky Patel Alec Bradley Camacho CLE and myself wow with the Oscar and uh, people vote 
and uh, I win the first play really? in Germany in 2017. I have the trophy for the best Honduran brand. Rocky's so excited. He gave me a big hug. He said, Oscar, I'm proud of you. You wow. know, and the ceremony, I am so scary. I am like, wow, I don't want to, you know, it's too many people in the industry, you know, big names, you know, a lot of people put a lot of passion on this. And I say, man, I'm coming for driving a bus and learning all these things and now feeling the energy there and the top of the podium and like in front of everybody and say, what I can say, man? It's, it, it, I am never in that position. All my dream is like making good cigar, good history, you know, all the stuff and like, well, I'm here. It's almost like you have to pinch yourself that you even got here. Yeah, and, and that happens sometimes. You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I say, that happens? It's a dream? <laughs> I, I am like, uh, you know, like, like this and like, no, that's real. Yeah. You know, that, that, that operation and, and, and all this and all this energy, that happened because it's a great team. In the same boat, everybody pushing, you know, every single day, living with the tobacco. And, and, and that's a great experience. So I win, and that night, when I talking, you know, I give, you know, thank you for the customer, thank you for the team, thank you for everybody. And that night I say, thank you, Rocky. I am in this business because I work for you, and I'm learning a lot, too. So and he's very, very happy, man. It's it's amazing experience. So the tobacco gave me a lot of great experience, a lot of emotions, and yeah. uh, it's one of the business, the more beautiful business in the world. It's uh, I don't know. I I think I know can live with no tobacco. You know, it's it's every day, every day you you learning something with. The people in the factory, doesn't matter. The guy clean the factory, the clean, the people making cigars, the guy fermenting, you're learning something. And I am very open of that. I want to ask you with art and especially the Cicerone edition and all of your Mayan influence, there's a lot of art. Your box, um, your boxes all have artistry to them. Your cigar bands have artistry to them. This, this kind of duality between cigars and art, has it always existed? Man, cigar is art. If we, and, and, and you know, the art of, you know, whatever is painting or, you know, sculptures, it's art too. But making a cigar, it have like a sculpture, you making the cigar, you know, you making pretty, or you packing the cigar, packaging the cigar is, it's art. Everything in the cigar is art. So if you mix it together, so you see the, re the, the final product. So with Cicerone, it's a beautiful project. Cicerone is a, a, a very famous artist in Honduras. And put together the, 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 the product and the same passion. He have passion for painting, have passion for cigars, put together, so it's not be wrong. It's something good. Yeah. So you're influenced a lot by the art mm -hmm. that you see and that you surround yourself with. And then you want to bring that into your project with a cigar. Yeah. That's right. I want to quote you where you said, you don't have a factory, you have a lab. You've talked a lot about that being a, a space for you to mm -hmm. really create a craftsmanship of, you know, different flavors, different visual effects. But mm. what to you means factory and what to you means lab? You know, it's uh, put the whole ideas together. You can make the cigars like traditional or you can mix it with different ideas, with uh, history, you know, put everything together and play. That means it's with tobacco, with packaging, with history. So for me, it's or how you ferment in the tobacco. It's, you know, traditional fermenting, but, you know, you can, you can have 
different, you know. You can make uh, different ideas, uh, different packaging, put all this together. So a lab is when you're creating more and more and more every time. It's not only, okay, I want to make a cigar, that's good, it's creamy, power, this. No. It's put all you love and all all these together and creating ideas, creating cigars, creating now, you know, in the factory, I, and I put every, all these not only in the factory, I put in my life and I put in the business. So I have the distribution in Houston now, but I, you know, making experiments too. Uh, actually, I'm growing tobacco in Honduras, a lot of different tobaccos, different seeds, and I have something new. So the lab is not only in the factory. You can use in your life or you can use in different business or different position. And I have a lab right now in the farm. So in the farm of tobacco, I play right now with the seeds. You say, no, that's growing only in that areas. I bring, and, and I surprise you and, and, and I, later. So I have a new tobacco growing in Honduras. Total different. Yeah, what is the future like for Oscar Valadares cigars and what, what's going on there? What, what should we expect? Creating more. Creating more and uh, give to the consumers, you know. And I want to say thank you very much for the consumers. Man, I have a lot of support for the people, to the stores, to the consumers. Uh, you know, buy my cigars, enjoy my cigars. It's, it's a little bit hard. You give something to the consumer, like it, you know. Everybody have a different palate. Everybody's like, oh, I like mild, I want medium, I want strong. And I think... Uh, I listen all this stuff and I try to put in the cigars. But my future is, you know, it's creating more and more seeds, different tobaccos, different wrappers, different, uh, I think the market right now is is ready for something new, you know. I, you know, I, I put the tobacco, but I put the art. I put the music, you know, like Superfly, it's, <laughs> it's total different concept. Uh, hunting is another culture, you know. Is so it's because I tell you it's a lab, so you can play with all these and put together and give to the consumers a final product. Great packaging, great cigars. So make it attractive for them to pick up, mm-hmm. and then make it quality for them to smoke it. Yeah, that's the whole idea. Now you also talked about the Copan region a lot, mm-hmm. and that's a great spot for you to be. Pretty much, are you the only one making to tobacco uh, product out of there? Uh, I don't say I am the only one. It's a couple more guys growing tobacco in Copan, um, but how I fermenting is different. You know, everybody can tell you, oh, that's different way, blah blah blah, but. That's true. It's uh, I ferment in a, a, a total different. And if he, you asking to me, I think I am the the company the growing the most tobacco in Copan is my company. And you uh, wanted to grow wrapper out of Copan because you said the technique of fermenting that tobacco is thicker, it's oilier, it takes a different fermentation process. Mm-hmm. So have you successfully grown wrapper out of that area yet? <laughs> You put me in trouble, man, because uh, <laughs> the tobacco from Copan, you don't see wrappers from Copan. You see only fillers. Why? Because it's an old school, and you have the tobacco plant in Copan, you take the whole plant for putting the curing bands. So in that way, it's more for fillers. If we normally, or Nicaragua, Honduras, you pick the two leaf at the time, when the tobacco have 60 days, 65, 70, depends. So you take two, t- two leaf at the time. So when the tobacco, you pick two leaf, and every seven days, another two leaf. So it's more, be careful with the leaf. So you can have more wrappers 
vendors. And Copan is more filler because you take the whole plant. But I working in uh, for a couple years uh, for have a, a beautiful wrapper in Copan because I really love the tobacco, I really love the flavor, and I working right now in some wrappers from Copan. So stay tuned because the future might be some wrapper leaf out of Copan. Yeah, from Oscar Valadares cigars. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Oscar, for being on Box Press and inviting us to Honduras to share in this great experience. We're actually going to be experiencing your entire facility through the Oscar Valadares cigar experience. Super excited and super thankful. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Box Press. No, man. Thank you very much for, uh, you know, this interview. Uh, Appreciate it. And I want to say, you know, the experience right now is star. That's the first day. So I have uh, right now like Cigar Adventures. It's, uh, I want to put, you know, a lot of groups coming to Honduras. I'm full now. I don't have more space. So it's all full up for 2020. Uh, I can have a couple of spaces in September, October, uh, but I, I'm full. I want to make and share with my cons- consumers or my, my the people support me, like cigar stores. I want to share my experience. I want people feeling, you know, how I'm making the organic paper, how I'm making the cigar, how I'm fermenting the tobacco, how I'm making the boxes. So I have my, my group in a couple of days, <coughs> my first group. And uh, I want to make a great experience for the people, a good house, relaxing, uh, enjoy a good cigars, a beautiful experience, and the people remember for the rest of their life. So that's what you can look forward to, more cigar experiences with Oscar Valadares and the whole team. Thank you again for being on Box Press. We really appreciate it. Go ahead and subscribe to this channel for more Boveda content and more Box Press interviews right here. Leave comments and questions below. And again, you can check out Boveda on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And for all your Boveda needs, head over to bovedainc.com. We got you covered. 